Welcome to the island of discarded women, my friend. I used to be somebody. Are you that woman on the radio? Your island job is peladora de papas. Uh, sorry, what? Potato peeler. Okay, that's not... Anyway, what is the second best match then? Host of the island podcast. Are you kidding me? No, no, see, that's me. That, that's perfect for me. For this episode, we are live from the Twin Cities Women's Expo with my special guest, the explorer, Anne Bancroft. So I'm, uh, I'm in a meeting trying to pitch my new podcast idea to a big podcast company. And the head of the company, Frank Peters, he says to me, So, what's your podcast called? Island of Discarded Women. You can't say that. Brittany! Yeah, Mr. P? Can we say discarded... What was it? Uh, the Island of Discarded Women. Can we say discarded women in a podcast? Mm, I'll check. Well, you can say anything in a podcast. I mean, it's satire. It's not public radio. Hashtag me too. Well, I mean, but it's satire. Mm, it's fine, Mr. P. Okay, it's fine. <sighs> So, what else? Okay, so these discarded women are women not unlike myself who are on this island after being dismissed or discounted because of, well, a myriad of things. Sexism, ageism, but mainly because we're women. This is a tale of a female swept under the rug. On cleaning day, they scrubbed her pay, gave her shit to plunge. She said, well, that's okay, but if I may ask why he's getting more, well, that pissed them off, because women with thought are always shown the door. Hey, little lady, now don't you talk too proud. Your voice is shrill, it kills the chill, so let the boys be loud. Hey, little honey, I like my coffee black. Stay in your lane and don't complain Or I'll boot you off the track Well, she held her tongue, he had his say She took the cut, he got his way Be grateful you still have a job, a job, a job, a job Oh, and by the way, young Lucy May Is here to take your place Hi, teach her everything you know Then you're free to go Hey, little lady, now don't you make a scene up and leave quietly Don't make me call security Oh, little honey It's like you were never here You're all the same All breast, no brain I know that's hard to hear Oh, you mean like Erased, crossed out, cast aside Deleted, ejected, dismissed Banished, booted, chucked Dumped, junked, ditched Completely invalidated Mr. Mister, I don't need you at all I have a choice, I have a voice I'm standing ten feet tall I am a lady, I'm very proud to say In sisterhood is powerful Just ask Lucy May Hey, little Lucy, I've got a job for you Join my team and dare to dream We've got big things to do Hey, sister, sister, let's march in the street. Cause powers, 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 powers. 
powers, 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 powers. So your audience is older women? No, 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 no. They're, they're any women. All women. And, well, and, and men, too. Older women don't listen to podcasts. They don't know how. Oh, <laughs> women of all ages listen to podcasts, and, and more women would listen if there were content that they were interested in listening to, right? I mean, am I, am I right? Brittany? Um, yeah? Well, you, you listen to podcasts, right? Totally. Okay, see? She doesn't count. What? She's young. No, 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 no. She counts. You count, Brittany. Oh. Yeah. Okay, who out there listens to podcasts? You guys listen to podcasts, see? 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 Who are you talking to? I, I was talking... Oh, okay. Anyway, women listen to audiobooks, right? So if they know how to download an audiobook and listen on their earbuds, then they can listen to podcasts. We've done focus groups. Oh, what else? Well, there's the roommate I've been assigned to. See, I'm looking for bungalow 17, looking for 17, and this is number 16, validation. All right, that's nice. Let's see, 17, 17. Oh, oh, here it is, 17, 17, 17, gratitude. Okay, that's, that's good. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello? Oh, hello. Hi, hi there. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. This is supposed to be my bungalow, number 17, Gratitude, right? Right. This yes. is it. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm. have we met? I, I pulled you out of the ocean. Oh. Yeah, I'm on the rescue team. Okay. Sorry. That's all foggy to me. Yeah, it is for everyone. Okay. Come on in. Let me just move this drunk out of the way. Oh, okay. Oh, and you can step over this pile here. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Great, thank you. This is very small. They're all this size. Okay, so where do I live? Um, how about over there? Over Over there in that corner. Okay. There's a cot over there. Sorry, let me just get my stuff off of it. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm an actor. Oh. I need a lot of stuff for that. Well, what do you know? Because, darling, I am an actor, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I was. Well, I guess I still am. Anyway. That's great. Yeah. Do you do classical, contemporary, or film? Uh, radio. I mean, I played characters on a live radio show. That's a thing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was at one time long ago. And, and we don't need to get into that now, but uh, what, what about you? Well, I have a one-woman show that I wrote... It's what got me here, unfortunately, and fortunately. Okay, well, what, what's your show about? Well, I'm Asian, right? Okay. Yeah, so Hmong people. Oh, oh yeah, I know Hmong. Oh, you speak Hmong? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I know what you mean by the Hmong people. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, well, you see, I'm a young Hmong woman, yeah, right? And sure. so, as a young Hmong woman, I'm supposed to just fade back, you know, and let the guys be gods. Oh, Can't yeah. be as smart or as popular. You know, supposed to just be like a... Decorative rock or something. Oh. I mean, oh yeah. my God, the patriarchy in the Asian culture is so maddening. We should be more evolved by now. Oh yes, of course you're right. But I, you know what? The maddening patriarchy is way not just part of the Asian culture. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah. that. But you know, it's so not right. Right. And someone needs to speak up about yes, it. Yes, yes. So I created a solo show exposing the rampant sexism in my culture. And now I'm here. Okay, wait a minute. You were discarded because of that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I performed the piece at a Women's Story Slam event, and people loved it. 
But the elders in my community did not. Oh. It's like, shh, don't reveal too many secrets. So I was sent here. Oh, you mean like, you need a timeout, little lady. Exactly. Oh, boy, I am so sorry about but that. But hey, I'm here, so I'm going to do the show here. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great idea. I know, right? Yeah. I'm going to do it at the open mic next week at the wine bar. Can you come see it? Sure, I'd love to. I, yeah, I've been to the wine bar. It's great. Um, great. You know, uh, do you mind if I just find a space somewhere? Oh, yeah. Here? Let me just throw all this junk over here. Yeah. Uh, are there, like, dressers or something? Yeah. Oh, great. One. Okay. But it's full right now. All right, that's fine. I don't really have anything to go in it right now, so I just have my wet clothes in this bag and this jumpsuit thing they gave me, so... Oh, you can borrow something of mine. Oh, okay. I mean, everything's kind of wrinkled right now, but... Oh, you know what? I'll be fine when my clothes dry out, but thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay. I mean, you can just order new clothes. Okay, and where would I do that? (laughs) The internet? You know, they deliver. Okay, wait, there's internet out here? Yeah, have you met Caroline? She's a rocket scientist, literally. And she figured out how to tap into the global Wi-Fi for free. Oh, really? So you can order online and get it delivered. Okay, and who delivers out here in wherever we are? Oh, there's a daily drone drop. There's a daily drone drop? Yeah! How do you think I got all this stuff? Well, yeah, I was kind of wondering. My mom sends me something every day. I think she feels bad, but... Oh, sure, I bet she does. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. There's always something for me at the Daily Drone Drop. Okay. So, wait a minute. Like, does everybody, like, run to the town square at a certain time every day and wait for a drone to arrive? Yep. Seriously? Like, oh, ho, the Wells Fargo wagon is a-coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. Music van. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a-coming down the street. I wish I, I wish I knew what it could be. be. Yeah. I play Zanita, the mayor's daughter. I understudy Zania in high school. I-, I never went on, though. Okay, but you understudy? You should have played Zanita. You're adorable. Suburban high school, you know? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. But we did it, like, four years ago. It's whatever. Okay, I did it, like... 44 years ago. No way. Totally way. Wait, 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 wait. What time is it? Uh, it's drone drop time right now. Is it right right now? Yes, I, I gotta go. You wanna come? Oh, oh you know, I, I think I'll try to settle in a little first. Okay? Yeah, make yourself at home. Okay. Uh, I'll clean up all this stuff later, so oh, okay. don't need to touch any of that okay. or that. Okay. Or that. Okay. Or or that. Okay. Or that. Okay. Or that. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, Sue. Day. Day. Great. Great. Okay, see ya. Oh, Day, Day, Day. Well, one quick question. That song you were singing when I, when I first got here? Oh, it's a Hmong. It's yeah. a Hmong love song. I say that when I'm like... Anyways, I sing it sometimes. It's, it was lovely. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, gotta go. Okay, all right. Drone drop, drone drop, drone drop. We got a really, really big dump today. So, eyes on me, please. Eyes on me. All right. Where's day? Where's my day? Where's oh, little I'm day? Here. Where's I'm little here. day? Okay, okay. daily package from your mother. Oh, here gosh. you go. Okay. Here it is. Okay, I'm hoping there's something to eat in there. Guava candy! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
right, give it up, give it up. Come on, one for all. Come on, come on, come on. Pass it out, pass out the stuff. Come on, here we go. There we go. All right, there we go. All right, stop with the crinkling. All right, we're done with the crinkling. It's driving me nuts. Okay, I have an invitation here from Team Women. That's mine. Okay. That's mine. Come on, it's All right, stop it, people. Ten jumping jacks right now. Come on, come on, come on, everybody. Here we go. And one, two, and three, and four, and five. And that's enough. That's good enough. We don't have to anymore. Okay, got the last box here. It's from Lowe's. Yep, okay, that's mine, that's mine. Okay, and it's heavy. Yep. All right, let's see what's in it. A yep. circular saw, a table saw, jigsaw, Power oh, sander, coldest drill, angle grinder, pneumatic stapler, screwdriver, yeah. tape measure, 10 penny nails, 8 penny nails, 5 penny nails, and 197 and two, two by fours. Four. Yeah, that's right, that's okay, right. Okay, what are you building? A raft? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you kill me, she kills me. All right, ladies, right, yeah, that's I'm it for today. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Oh, day, 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 day. Yeah, Borrow yeah. me some of those guava candies, would you? Those are dang good. Hey, what is in those? Guava, okay. <laughs> Brittany, bring me something keto friendly, would you? Spastic colon. Oh, okay. How about an organic egg and cheddar omelet with bacon and pork sausage from the Rise Bagel Company, a woman owned business on North 3rd Street in Minneapolis? It's listed in the My Community Directory. I'm a member. Fine, Brittany, I'll try it. Okie dokie. So how many listeners you got? Well, we're just now launching. So. Sponsors will want listeners. Oh, really? I had no idea. <laughs> was that satire right there? I guess technically it was sarcasm. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Okay, hi. I, I, hi. I got a coupon for this place during my intake, and I just thought I would check it out. <laughs> so it said this is... This is the Anger Hut. Oh, the, the Anger Hut. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Okay. This is a hut of anger. Okay. It's like the red tent, only everyone is angry and we break things. <laughs> This is where all the women on the island go to let off some steam, you know, because we've been shoved aside, consigned to the scrap heap, wiped off the map, declared null and void, right. kicked off the team, yeah. thrown out with the trash, yeah. put out to pasture. Yeah, got it, right, right, right. Given the old heave-ho. Yep, I know I'm here. <laughs> Denied yeah. access, shown the door. Yep, got it. And it sucks. It does. So it bad. Does. It does. And so many other things suck too. So this is where you can work through the anger. It's Sue, right? Uh, y yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Carol. We met on your first day. Oh, I'm sorry. No need to say you're sorry. Not on the island, not anywhere. Hold on to those sorries and bake a cake. Oh, wait. Yeah? Oh. Take a walk. Drink some water. Oh, sorry. I'm just used to saying sorry all the time. Yeah. Oh, I know. So just don't say it. You are a strong and powerful woman. You don't need to apologize. Oh, Do you oh. want a stress ball? Uh, I have some I, extra. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I keep uh, them in here. Oh, look, look. It's a stress ball shaped like a poo emoji. Oh, okay. Did you know that this was actually supposed to be chocolate ice cream? I mean, right? I, it was I, supposed to be a scoop of adorable chocolate ice cream with a smile face on it, and everyone thought it looked like, Beep! so that was that. Oh. <laughs> Says a lot about humanity, doesn't it? Uh, okay, Do you yeah. want this? It helps with stress. 
Uh, thank you. Wait, wait, wait. Do you really want the poo emoji stress ball, or well, are you just accepting it to be nice? Uh, well, I, because uh, if you're just accepting it to be nice, then you just don't. You don't owe anyone anything, and you will not hurt my feelings. And if you did hurt my feelings, that's on me, not yeah, on you. You know what? I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, it makes noise. It sure does. Let yeah. me see that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. This does not seem very soothing. No. Does that, it? That's that's kind of. Yeah. Cute. This is yeah. actually making me stressed. Right. Yeah. I, I think I'll pass. Thank you. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Do you have an appointment? Oh, no, I, I just have this coupon that they gave me. Oh, cool. It's a punch card. Get it? It's punch! Oh, okay. No, <laughs> Literally. No. You can visit the Anger Hut as much as you want, especially during your first few weeks on the island. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, wow. <Hi>. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> Thanks, Carol. Yeah. Oh. I think I made a mess in there. Oh, that's okay. I that's just... Okay. More glass than usual. Yeah, yeah. And coffee. There's just coffee everywhere. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, okay, so what room is that? Oh, that's the do-whatever-the-hell-you-want room. Okay. <laughs> we set it up so that it looks like a place you would like to destroy. You know, like your boss's office or a fitting room or Mar-a-Lago. And then you just... <laughs> You just do whatever the hell you want. Okay, really? Okay. Yeah, burn it down. Okay. okay <laughs> Doesn't okay. that sound like so much fun, actually? Yeah. We actually have a burn it down room, but it burned down. Oh, yeah. okay. Amy went kind of crazy in there. Yeah. She was on fire, literally, but she's good now. Okay, good. Well, yeah. that, that's good to hear. The celebrated French author and TV personality told Marie Claire the body of 25-year-old women is extraordinary. The body of a woman of 50 is not extraordinary at all. <laughs> How was it, Cassie? Oh, it was amazing. Oh, well, take care. Thank you, too. <laughs> okay, so what happens in there? Oh, that's the news cycle room. Okay. Basically, you can get all the current headlines that make you want to punch something in a room where you can actually punch something. Cool, okay, right? Okay, like, this okay. just in, you know, black women in America make 61 cents for every dollar. Punch! Oh. <laughs> punch, <Yeah>. punch, punch, punch! <laughs> oh, so. so would you uh, like to focus on today? What would you oh, like to you know, I, I just thought I would check it out. I don't, I don't have an agenda. Well, you're here because you're mad, right? Well, I wouldn't say I'm mad. Or Why not? Be mad. This is the anger hut. You can be mad here. Yeah, I, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. We all cope in different ways. Some days okay. I'm like, this is good. I feel good. I'm going to live in the light. Hashtag blessed. And then, you know, <laughs> I find out that my old job was offered to my supervisor's nephew. And I come in here and I start some <laughs> on fire. <laughs> So yeah, bad. I just, yeah. and I just, I just worry that the anger will take over. Oh, no, I do that, know, and question. you should let it take over. Yeah, you should just okay. let it take everything over. Just punch, punch, <laughs> punch. Yeah. I, and then you okay. know, just work on healing and stuff. Touch the earth, hug a butterfly, get a massage. Yeah, I, 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 I hate massages. Oh, okay. I got, then don't get one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. take a nap. Right. Right. Have right. some wine. Take a nap. Yeah. Exactly. Why don't That's you it. just? Take a peek in the news cycle room, just for fun. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to get in the way. You could right. just take a peek, though. Well, are you sure? I, I, I have never been more sure of anything in my life. Well, I guess I could just take a peek. I mean, just to see what it's like. Right, right, right. right. Here we go. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just go in? Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, wait. I would leave your glasses here. 
Oh, okay. And All your right. earrings. They're just so dangly. They're easy I'm to sorry, swallow. I'm sorry. What are you saying? I can't hear I just, you. I don't want you to swallow your earrings. Oh. So just go on in. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Kelly has sexually, mentally, and physically abused uh, teenage it. girls. Uh, now? Yeah, going just now? do it. Oh. Just punch, punch, punch. Oh, okay. I'm going in. Yeah. Have fun. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, these are really cute earrings. Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> okay, how long was I in there? Whew. Like seconds. <sighs> Literally seconds. No, 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 see, that can't be. I punched so many things. I, it's, I could come back, right? Oh, yeah, you yeah, still good, got good, punches good. on your car. Okay, good, I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. How late are you open? We never close. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Then I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, glasses, <sighs> earrings. Okay, yeah, yep. thanks. Okay. Thanks. Whoa! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I want to walk outside and spread my wings. Fly to the moon, talk to the sun about everything. I drive through Spain, but who's to really know? With freedom like that, you don't even need a road. Now don't you worry about me Freedom's the only thing I need I wanna take a stroll Deep in the night Kiss the stars so that I may burn that bright I'll make a scene of the grandest show Cause I'm young and I don't care But ain't that how it always goes Now don't you worry about me Freedom's the only thing I need People will talk telling me what I'm not But I know me better I know me better And people will act like they know all the facts But I know me better I wanna walk outside and stretch my wings Fly to the moon and listen to the whole world sing Now don't you worry about me Freedom's the only thing I need Let your mind be free from stress And your heart feel no neglect Watch jealousy walk out the door Don't let it come back for more Forgive the ones you love the most Give more than you love to boast Stop the violence, spread the wealth Love the world more than yourself Now don't you worry about me Freedom's the only thing I need So, what do these women do? They have jobs. I mean, everyone contributes, you know, to the community. And what do you do on the island? Well, I don't know if you remember, I scored a job to be the host of the Island Podcast. Wait, there is a podcast on your podcast? That's right. Why? Because I want to talk with women who have inspiring stories to share, you know, facing obstacles and, and ultimately finding the strength to overcome them. Why? 
Because I'm inspired by them. So these inspiring women, they live on the island too? Uh, no, no, actually they don't. They're just very inspiring and awesome women. You're listening to the roar of the female humans. And now please welcome my special guest, explorer, adventure, author, teacher, and resident of Scandia, Minnesota, Anne Bancroft. Hey, Anne. Hi, Sue. Thanks so much for doing this, for coming and being on this crazy adventure with us. Yeah, I like your island. Okay. <laughs> have you ever traversed an island before? I have. I bet you have, but it probably wasn't tropical. No, it was Greenland. It was, oh, it was Greenland, which is not green at all. No. So, okay, I'm so inspired by your story and by your trailblazing and by all of that. And what's interesting to me is, you know, what inspired you in the beginning? So I have a calendar at home, a wall calendar. It was designed by a woman. And there's phrases on every month. The phrase for January says, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Hmm. So you had a fascination for exploring from a very young age. I did. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, I, I'm, I'm a kook, and I was a kooky kid. <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota, which helped. Well, that makes you kooky. Yeah. There's kooky right there. There's, yeah. We used to have good winners, a little bit like today. And, oh, uh, you're one of those kind of people. One of those of kind of people. Yeah. So I went out into the back. My first expedition was at the age of 10. I went out into the backyard. The orch- we had an orchard. We lived on a small farm. And... Uh, I decided I was going to sleep out in the winter. And um, I took the family dog, and then I, I was miserable. But I, I did it again the next weekend. And then I asked a cousin, and then the cousin said, I'm not doing that again. And so I went through, I have a big family. So I went through a few cousins, and then I went back to the dog. So, okay, so are you, are, 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 is a parent or another sibling, like, checking on you or bringing you things? Or, or are they like, well, she's nutty. I don't know, she's like, whatever. I mean, are they... Well, I'm sure my parents were sort of looking out the kitchen window to see... She's still there. If if the snowdrift was moving up and down. Yeah, right. So as a young woman, though, as a a kid, you were fascinated by exploring and and all that kind of thing. I was. I, I, in seriousness, um, I found a book on my parents' bookshelf. It was called The Endurance. Oh, sure. It was about Ernest Shackleton and his dream of wanting to go across Antarctica. And uh, I didn't read the book at 10, but I, in the middle of the book were these extraordinary black and white photos. Oh. And I, for some reason, my imagination just catapulted me into those pictures. And I saw the dog teams and the men playing soccer on the ice. And through those pictures, I saw camaraderie and um, adventure. And I wanted that. And I went for it. Did you think at that age, when you were younger, did you think that you could actually do that? Well, I don't. I was somewhat grandiose, I have to say. No, but I love it. I love it. It's like we don't, yeah, I mean, I was afraid that there wasn't going to be treats at the Girl Scout meetings. I mean, that's what I was doing, you know, at 10. So I always worried about food, too. Oh, okay, good. But I wasn't hoping that I could traverse, you know, Antarctica. So you were thinking that someday you could actually do that. Yeah, I would go out into the alfalfa field and plow through thigh-deep snowdrifts and mimic, and I don't know where I got this, pulling a sled. 
And, you know, over time I learned to be somewhat quiet about my dreams because it wasn't so much the adults in my life um, listening to the dream and dismissing it. Um, my parents were pretty wonderful um, in that regard of not clipping my wings. But my peers um, in junior high told me straight out that that was not a dream for girls. Wow. Yeah. So I learned to be very um, cautious and learned how to navigate to whom I shared my most um, greatest passions. But that didn't sway you, so did it, or did it? I mean, the peers saying, no, no, no. 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 I, it, it emboldened you, do you think? Well, I mean, when you're weird, you just have to follow your path. <laughs> <laughs> Their path just didn't work for me. Right, right. Yeah, their idea of your path didn't work for you. Right, right exactly, exactly. So you, um, we were talking briefly the other day. There's a, there's a book that you wrote, The First Expedition of the Four Women Across Antarctica. And um, there's an iconic picture of the four of you at the South Pole. Yeah. And there was something in that picture that you brought up that I missed completely. And share that with them as far as what's different about that picture with the four women at the South Pole. Well, I led a group of three women, and we skied and pulled sleds to the South Pole in 1992-93. And so there I was pulling those silly sleds that I envisioned when I was 10. That was kind of hoogity-boogity. Yeah. Um, so we're standing at the bottom of the world. It's January 14th, um, and we're standing right at 90 degrees south and feeling pretty elated and exhausted, um, and we're all about... I'm 5'4", or I was uh, when I was younger. And then I think the tallest woman was 5'6". And so we're all pretty, these little gnomes next to the the pole. And um, we're smiling, and we take a a photograph, and there are no patches on our sleeves that signify the typical support that Ernest Shackleton and many others throughout time have always had for mm-hmm. large expeditions. No one believed that women could or should. Mm-hmm. And so the only patch on our jackets was the expedition patch. Yeah. And it was, it was an amazing journey. It, you know, I would never change the struggle of getting to that pole, not on the ice, but of changing hearts and minds all of those years um, prior to that moment um, because so many people at the grassroots level came forward and bought a T-shirt or came to a bake sale or a garage sale. I mean, we did it the old-fashioned women's way, and um, we got there. Yeah. From perseverance and support in a real ground-swelling way, and it allowed us to sort of step into um, the threshold of that door to open it up a little bit wider for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's like, it's like, like you're saying, it's like all, all the guys are all covered with all these sponsorship badges and patches, and you're sort of like, <laughs> um, hi, we're just here in our cute red suits. <laughs> so when did that change, though, um, so that, or I mean, I'm hoping it changed. Oh my gosh, I'm asking it's a question. That's a good assumption. I know. Maybe I'm wrong. So did that change? Well, I so mean, how many more expeditions did you need to do? Where they go, all right, Polaris <laughs> will give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's about it. You can have a pack. Each, each, you can each have a hundred bucks. Yeah. 
No, it's changed. I, you know, it's it's been a real privilege for me. I've been doing um, large expeditions since 1986, so 30-some years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to mark the decades and the change that I've been able to see, not just in my world of 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 expeditions, um, they don't all have to be on ice, but in other realms as well for, for women and girls. Um, there's a lot of work still to be done, and so we keep on pushing what I like to call the boulder forward. Oh, yeah. But a lot has changed, and we do now occasionally have patches down our sleeve. <laughs> I know, but it's still, I mean, I'm like you say, I mean, the fact that, you're, that there's this <laughs> qualification to this answer, it shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, after the next one, then we were just like, we had all these people calling us up, and you're like, well, I mean, yeah. that just kind of, I'm sorry, it breaks my heart a little bit here. <laughs> uh, your very first expedition was yep. in 1986, yep. okay? And so you, you interviewed for this gig. Yeah. To go on this expedition with Will Steger, and you're the—I don't know—is he only looking for one woman? Yep. It's like seven guys. Okay, let's do one woman. That's all we can handle. And 49 right. male dogs, by the way. Oh, and, oh, oh, really? Yes, yeah, my favorite line in 30 some years. Oh, I seven love that. Seven men and 49 male dogs, and me. And me. Oh gosh. <laughs> and then Changed some of those dogs life. are probably taller than you. Anyway, they're oh. so yeah. So what I want? Okay, so here's, here's what I want to know. What is that interview like? You go and sit down with Will Steger and you say, yes, I can be the first woman to walk to the North Pole. I've never done anything like that. I mean, maybe you shared with him, you know, the cornfield stuff. Tell me about that. Tell me about the interview. Well, it was an interesting interview. It lasted three days. I went up to his place outside of Ely, Minnesota. Um, I had to walk in a few miles. It had, in those days, didn't have a road into it. It was a hot summer day, and I come upon him, and it was the most amazing scene because you're in the North Woods, and there's a, a, probably 75 dogs staked out throughout the woods, and a couple of them were jumping at the edge of their chains and leaping towards me, and I kind of look around at that moment in the woods, and I think, this is probably a test that he's put in my path. Do I pass these dogs? Are they friendly? I had no idea. And, of course, he's not sitting up in a tree somewhere watching to see how I'm going to respond. So I move past the dogs, and then I see Will, and it's, it's July, and he's got his shirt off and perspiring a bit in the hot afternoon sun and I'm he's... perspiring just having you talk about that. <laughs> go ahead and go, oh go ahead oh, go ahead <laughs> and I can't see his face or anything and he's hunched down and he's planting pansies no seriously get out I love it yeah get out there's our big explorer I know pansies you I know that only them. last two weeks outside of Ely you know <laughs> He has faith. He has, he has faith. Oh, he's a man of big oh, faith. Oh, funny. And so we sit for uh, three days at his cabin and um, look out over his lake. And, and I had more questions for him than he had for me, I think. And I felt very insecure about going in on this, uh, what I knew somehow deep inside was going to be, could be possibly a big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know in what way it was going to change all of our lives, but um, I did have the assurance that although he was um, big in my eyes in Minnesota, 
he hadn't done this either before. And oh, so we were all unknown people yeah. just following a dream. Yeah. And it was very uncomplicated back in those days. I mean, yeah. there was just a compass and the wind and a lot of ice and um, some gumption, na- naive gumption. Yeah. And they all have patches on your suits and you have none. No, I'm I'm sure they don't. No, so here, okay, so here's the thing is, um, oh, so you did that. You accomplished that. Yeah, I did get up to the top of the world. And she she got up to the top of the world. Okay, yeah. The very very first woman to do that. Yes. Yeah. So I read in an interview that you talked about how uncomfortable you were, that you got a lot of attention Mm -hmm. after that, being the first woman to do that. Yes. A lot of attention, a lot of exposure, and how you found that uncomfortable. Well, I, I went on this trip. I, I took a leave of absence. I was an a, um, elementary school teacher in South Minneapolis, and so I was used to just 30 kids, and that was my environment and where I felt good and um, was pretty introverted and, and shy. And training and then doing the expedition, it's just the seven guys and the dogs, and it's... You, it's what I knew. It's no big deal. It's no, it's, it's, seven guys know. and a bunch of dogs weren't going to the North Pole. Big whoop. <laughs> big whoop. Yeah, right. And you're, you're isolated from all of uh, people's opinions for the most part and the commentary that was ensuing. And when we left, we left from St. Paul, Minnesota, and we were in Rice Park, and it was mostly our family and friends that said goodbye to us. And there was no communication in those days. Yeah. You know, there was it was there was no internet. Um, we had very sparse radio communication, so the isolation was really pretty wonderful in in some respects. And when I came home, um, it, things had just accelerated as we progressed, and little bits of information dribbled out. It caught the imagination of people. Oh, yeah. And um, I think because we were following our dreams and um, I don't know, and it was such an environment that most people would never imagine wanting to even be in. (laughs) Um, And so uh, there was just craziness when we got home. And um, it uh, rocked my world, and it was very uncomfortable for about two years. I really struggled with navigating, constantly being put up in front of audiences all across the country, and um, and I just slowly uh, sort of came to terms with it and, and came to peace with the responsibility that I felt I had as the first woman, and what what then could I do with it? So when I refocused in that direction, I started to get a bit more comfortable um, and started to realize that, in a way, I, was, I felt like I was chosen not because I love to go to the, you know, the top of the world and do these crazy things, but that I had a, a bigger purpose um, to yeah. enact. And, and so that's really the, the expedition I've been on since. Yeah, and doing it so beautifully because you have this, you have your foundation and you have your Dare to Dream program where you give grants out to young high school girls. Yeah, young every girls. Year. And you've been doing that for decades, right? Yeah, it's been, it's been great to start a uh, foundation and see it grow and, and flourish beyond my wildest dreams and uh, help young girls navigate and, and live their potential and their dreams. Um, 
because I, you know, I think when we invest in young girls, uh, they become the strong women that you all are here, and um, we're we're a stronger community. We're a stronger world with our voices raised. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I have, I have one. I have one question. I just one. My, this is my last question. So when you're traversing across Antarctica and you've got hours and hours and hours and days and days, what are you? Th- <laughs> Are, do you talk to yourself? Do you sing? Do you? I mean, there's hours and hours and hours. And I mean, what are you thinking? Oh, it's it's such a privilege. Let me just start yeah. by saying uh, what an enormous privilege it is to have that kind of silence and solitude. Um, we don't get that in our crazy world mm. um, without really seeking it out. So I I love it. Um, you think about everything. I mean, it's amazing that in a 14-hour workday of pulling your sled in single file, you know, in sort of the teeth of the wind, that you can consume a good chunk of the day working on your math to, and the strategy about what you're doing. I mean, it's, it sounds ridiculous sitting here with you that that can take up so much thought. But then when you're really in the rhythm and you're feeling good, your body's feeling good, and the sled doesn't feel like this albatross because it's double your body weight and just dragging you down, which is a lot of the days, suddenly then you have the freedom, if you're following your, your partner in front of you, um, to let your mind wander. And that is, is such a gift. Wow. You can... You can sing and nobody can hear you <laughs> because the wind just blows it behind. And um, so that's a gift with my voice. Um, <laughs> one day I thought of a movie and I thought of it from the title, opening title, oh. all the way through the, to the credits. Did you act out all the parts? I just went through the entire thing. It was <laughs> visual. It was spectacular. I mean, I was like, uh, and to be pulled away from... Was it like an Elvis movie on, an, on like a tropical island? or so? It was like the opposite of where you were, or were you, was it like Dr. Zhivago or something? No, it was, it, was, I, it was pure entertainment. It was called The Abyss. Oh, you even remember what it was? Oh, oh yeah, funny. where the, the women abyss. were strong and I, the men were yes. just average. I, <laughs> <laughs> the Abyss. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so thank much you for so joining much. us. It was just, this is so Fun wonderful. to be with you. Thank you for, for, yeah, just terrific. Well, that is our taping. That's our show. Thank you so much to our special guest, Anne Bancroft. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to our cast, we've got Daisy Yang and Candice Baird-Burke and Sylvia Pantaza and Shannon Custer. And Cassie Henning, Cassie Henning on sound effects. And our wonderful singer-songwriter, Zippy Lasky. And Diamond on backing her up over there. And I also want to thank, thank Suzanne Egley and Barry Medore in the History Theater and Ashton Schneider, Jackie Biederman, Regina Williams, Carol Jean Anderson, Laura Buckholds, Eric Foss at Egg Music, and Noah Smith. I'm Sue Scott. Thank you so much. I invite you to sing with us. Diamond in the rough must start so